the more good news season two is all about people doing good through following their passions good for their own souls and for others i'm kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode let's spread a little more goodness in the world Today's guest is Ben Houghton, who crossed my path many years ago in acting class at the Barrow Group. And fast forward, and I see all these posts about a nonprofit forming. And Ben is at the helm, as is an old voice teacher of mine, Katie Faffel. So the worlds collided, and they created Broadway Babies, which has now become Broadway for Arts Education. There is so much to say about this organization, but I want to let Ben do it. So first of all, Ben, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for reaching out. It's my pleasure. Well, you're such a great example of someone who was open to opportunity, and where the doors opened, you just kept going through them and kept going through them, and you have created so much in just a few years. So first of all, Ben, just in short, who are you and what do you do in your own words? Yes, so my name is Ben Houghton. I'm one of the co-founders and the executive director of Broadway for Arts Education. And what we do is we partner with schools and community organizations around the world who are serving um, children from the lowest socioeconomic levels and with a mission to give them a quality education so that they can break the cycles of poverty. Um, And so many times these schools that are serving these communities are disgustingly underfunded. Um, And so they can't offer their students any kind of extracurriculars, anything that makes going to school fun, anything that, that increases engagement. Um, so what we do is we partner with them to bring in that arts education programming that is always the first thing to get cut when you're um, in an underfunded school. Um, so yeah, we have programs in India, in Haiti, in Ecuador, and all around New York City, partner with these schools so that they can give their students a complete education, which we believe every child deserves, no matter where you're born. Amazing. And I just, I still can't believe that it's not just the city. It actually started in India and then ended up here in your backyard and everywhere in between. So Ben, tell me more about your path here, both with Broadway Arts Education and just, you know, your history as a dancer through acting and piano and everything. Yeah, I think I ended up here because there was always this question I was trying to answer of what impact am I making with my art? Mm. And I think so often artists are talking about that. How can I make an impact? How can I make an impact? And we kind of are settling for a shallower answer than what's really out there. And we're saying, oh, we're giving the audience a good time. And oh, we're you know opening, making these dreams come true. And all these things that never really felt like, okay, there's more art can do. This isn't really the impact. And are we really doing this for that reason or are we really doing it so that everyone just wants to feel seen and feel loved and feel appreciated? Um, so I was thinking there's, there's a deeper meaning, there's a deeper impact. And I just was going everywhere, trying to find it, trying to find it. Um, like that song, Avenue Q, going to find my purpose, figuring out <laughs> when did it feel like these gifts that I've been given as a musician, as a dancer, as an actor, as a singer, um, how, how can they be used to create the kind of impact I want to leave on the world. I didn't really have a good answer to that. Um, but I got this opportunity to teach at the school in India um, that, again, is taking these students who live in the lowest levels of poverty in southern India. It's giving them an exceptional education. And these students are going off to have great careers 
making more than their parents did in their first five years of employment than their parents did in their entire lives. It's just insane. You talk, want to talk about impact. That's impact. That's and being huge. a part, yeah, being a part of that education um, is, is that's when I was like, oh, that's how I can have an impact as an artist. This feels good in my soul. This feels like the right direction. This feels like how I should be using my gifts. Um, wow. So I think that's how, how I got from where I was to where I am. And so far I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty fulfilled and like I'm making the kind of impact I was put on this earth to make. It could change, but for right now I'm feeling good. That's fantastic. What, what all of us are looking for, right? How to make that impact. And you have such an amazing example of that. Hey Ben, can you just, um, to delve in a little further, tell us more about how you, I know the story, but for everybody else, how you ended up in India in the first place? Yes. So I was working as a company pianist for American Ballet Theater. Um, So what that basically means is I sat in the corner of the room and was the orchestra while they rehearsed all their solos and group numbers and put the ballet together until they stuck it on the stage and the orchestra came in. Um, And about a week into doing that job, which I thought was like, this is it, I've made it. Like I'm working with Misty Copeland and I'm touring all around the world and I'm working at the Metropolitan Opera House. And I was like, all right, I've made it. About a week into that, I was like, okay, again, I know this is not, I'm not using my gifts the way they were intended to be. I'm not making the impact that I could. Um, And so I heard about this opportunity um, to teach in India and was like, okay, I'll do it because I just knew I needed a change. I didn't know that this was going to be the answer and the, and what I was searching for and that I was gonna create an organization after my time there and have it expand all around the world. Um, so yeah, I just, I told them I quit and I took a risk um, and I ended up there. I also, the day that I decided to go to India was the day that I met my current husband. Um, and so that made it all the more difficult because I was like, oh, I'm into this guy. Like, do I really want to just up and drop everything, my career and this budding relationship um, and move to India? But thank goodness it all paid off. Um, wow. Wow. I didn't know about that last tidbit. And then they just celebrated three years. Three year anniversary was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So Ben, how does your world look different during this time of quarantine and what can you not wait to get back to in maybe a sense of a normalcy of some way? And what maybe do you hope will continue that has changed for the better? Yeah, we're always talking about silver linings. And I think as the leader of an organization, I always have to put those silver linings first. But as myself, teaching arts education on Zoom sucks. <laughs> it's the worst. I cannot wait to get back into the classroom and to have our teaching artists be back in the classroom with our students. We pivoted, something I'm really proud about ourselves are is that we pivoted really quickly um, to virtual programming. We took about three weeks off, figured it out, and then we're able to offer programming to our students in New York virtually. Our program in India, they all are in a boarding school, so they quarantine together. And we were able still to Zoom in our teacher, and then they were able to to be an ensemble and study privately, and choir was able to keep going. And then we were able to, yeah, even start a new program in the Galapagos in Ecuador, um, all virtual, all through Zoom. So there was lots of these silver linings um, and we were able to connect teachers, really high quality teachers, teachers who are teaching at a university level with our students in India who maybe don't have 
the ability to just drop everything and go to India, but still have that desire to make that same kind of impact through their art. And now this gives them the opportunity um, to do that. So those are all the silver linings, but everything's virtual. Virtual galas, ugh, the worst. Virtual education, the worst. Everyone's over it. Um, yeah. But it's been, there's been lots of silver lining. We've definitely, the students and the teachers have grown close. I call it trauma bonding, um, but it's, it's the truth. Like we've gone through this, this collective trauma and, and we've become closer because of it. Um, so yeah, but I, I'm not kidding anyone when I say it pales in comparison to being in person. I don't think there's anyone who, who would disagree with me that we cannot wait to be back. Yeah. To be back in the classroom together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Ben, you've obviously been a part of and a witness to so much goodness in your time with Broadway for Arts Education. Are there any stories you'd like to share examples of you know a certain child who you've really seen grow or something from your own life um go for it yeah I mean a couple stick out I'm trying to think of the best one one what I love seeing is the student become the teacher that's mm-hmm. my favorite thing to see is that transformation is when they realize the impact that this program has had on them. And then they want to give that impact back to someone else. There was a student who I was working with um, who is in his, in his early twenties, which is about the oldest that we work with. And he wanted to keep working with us. I was like, it's time to move on, time to move on. Um, But he really wanted to intern with us and he wanted to be an arts educator. Um, And so we brought him to one of our, one of our programs um, at a shelter and he walked in the door and he was like, this is, I used to live here when I was a kid um, and it was just such a, he had no idea that's where we were going. And he remembers when he was a kid, this kind of programming being offered to him and spiking his interest and being like, okay, I wanna do music, I wanna do music. So just seeing that full cycle uh, come through is, it's, is so beautiful. We just did a, um, a virtual fundraiser for a program in India. Um, and we've been there since I first went there in 2015. So some of the 12th graders that I was working with sat on our event committee and helped us write the script and they hosted the whole show because now they've gone through college and now they're working and they can really look back um, and see that impact. So those are, those are some of my favorite things is when the students become the ones who have decided this is also the impact that they want to do with their art. Um, And whether or not they, they become professional musicians or not, that's never the goal. The goal is just to open these doors, to unlock these doors to their potential and give them the best chance um, at becoming successful as we can. Um, and then they become adults and then I have a whole new rapport with them. Um, and just seeing them, yeah, also take on the mission. Uh, that's, always, that's always the most rewarding thing for me, the most impactful for me. Amazing. It is, it is incredible what theater can do in arts, you know, and it, unless you've experience that I feel like some it's easy to like you said earlier the first thing that gets cut and but yet I mean it's such a confidence builder it teaches you how to interact with people how to be a, a human and empathy and compassion and just I mean we could go on and on talking about that importance yeah and how you can see in maybe the political climate in the workplace how those cuts have affected the way people interact with each other I mean, this is me speaking as an artist and not as a statistician and researcher, but I'm sure if you got a statistician and a researcher to do some work on it, you could see that it's, 
it's not just a correlation, it's a causation. Um, that we're in some of the we're in some of the sticky spots that we're in because we haven't invested in education. Um, this is what you get. You reap what you sow. It's a great way to put it. Absolutely. And thank you for what you're doing to to help promote it. And Ben, I have one more question for you. Is there any like mantra you find yourself saying to the students you work with? Is there a Ben-ism, anything like that, please? I have so many. I can't believe you asked oh, that question. Oh, I want to hear my students are always like, here comes another mantra. Here comes another mantra. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, Ben was listening to Brene Brown again this week. We've got another <laughs> mantra. I think the biggest one, which is organizational wide, is called mm-hmm. Live in the Orange. Um, and it's one of our core values as an organization. And we believe there's three ways that you can live your life, that you can do any, any, that you can show up to anything in your life. You can show up green, which is taking it easy, the lazy way out, the like safety. There's red, which is pushing too hard, not respecting your boundaries, taking on way too much. And then you end up shutting down or there's orange, which is living outside of your comfort zone. And we feel like that's where the growth happens. That's where the uncomfortable conversations that need to happen, happen. That's where art happens. Every time you walk out on the stage, every time you open your mouth to sing, to public speak, it's all a risk. So finding ways to make friends with that orange zone and try to live in that, in that zone all the time and always checking in with yourself. Maybe a student is like, giving them the giving them the language to speak about it to say hey we're all going to get up on a stage and we're going to sing solos and letting a student be like okay is this red for me like am I not ready for that yet how do I make this orange and maybe oranges singing alongside of the teacher for a little while or maybe oranges helping out backstage for a little while finding where all these levels of oranges are always living in the orange that you're not shutting down and doing something that's 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 beyond your 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 safety um and not also taking the easy way out where it's like well i can't do that it's too scary so i'm not even gonna try it's like all right well where's your orange um oh that's great i love that as a mantra that that one has lasted throughout the years i have tons of mantras that come and go uh, one right now is Leave All Places Better. We're singing a song in one mm-hmm. of our uh, choral groups called Leave All Places Better. But like, that's just like a simple thing. As I go into this conversation, as I go into this classroom, as I go into whatever it is, this relationship, leave all places better. Am I leaving? Am I going to leave it better than I found it? Or am I going to cause damage? Um, and then, yeah, assessing that and making sure that you're leaving all places better than you found them. That's a recent one that I'm saying all the time. It's a great one. That definitely add that to your to your full time. Oh, great! (laughs) Hey, Ben, tell us how we can follow you and the organization. What events you have coming up? Give us all the details. Yes, so you can follow us on social media at Broadway for Arts Ed. Um, Instagram it has a lot of great information. TikTok, we're trying to build up. TikTok is like now. I feel like I have. I am very much not in my twenties. Um, and Thanks. this TikTok is like, wow, you are very much not in your twenties anymore. But the kids <laughs> love it. The teaching artists love it. Um, so yeah, you can find us on on those platforms uh, as well as our website www.broadwayforartsed.org. Um, and speaking of living in the orange, we have our big live in the orange campaign coming up, where we have our Broadway ambassadors, which are members of the Broadway community who are committed to supporting our organization 
Um, they're hosting a big silent disco dance-a-thon. We're going to close down a street. It's actually right in between uh, where we live. Um, oh, right. kitchen. We're going to have a big street party. We have a silent disco so everyone can put on headphones and dance the night away and encourage their friends and their families and their fans to sponsor them um, to raise money for our New York programs. We'll have a limbo competition. We'll have a lip sync competition. It's going to be a ton of fun. And that's coming up on June 12th. Um, from 6 to 9 p.m. Our big Live in the Orange silent disco dance-a-thon. And what street? It'll be on 52nd Street between 10th and 11th. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm putting that in my calendar. I'm ready for that limbo competition. Yes, and the winners, the winners <laughs> get donations. Everyone's going to be on four different teams competing <laughs> against each other. And then the winning team gets a trophy. That or maybe we'll have an orange on it. I haven't decided yet. I haven't <laughs> thought that, that far ahead. Uh, but yeah, all these different competitions, they'll be able to win money for their teams throughout the night, win okay. donations for their team. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're all looking for ways to be together safely, to have events that are together. Um, so I'm just thrilled for this silent disco um, opportunity to give everyone the opportunity to, to see each other and be in yes. person. Remember what that feels like. Yes, finally. Finally, finally. <laughs> and also on the website, there's a lot of you know, video material, lots of stories from the different people that you've worked with. And so that's a great, great place to read more as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's taken me a long time to figure out how to concisely talk about what we do, just because it's so vast and it's different <laughs> everywhere. It's a little bit different. There's so many different nooks and crannies so yeah if you want to dive in go go to the website um but yes i have practiced many times to try to speak <laughs> concisely about what we do this is a, this is the the process the end of an orange process uh is where <laughs> an orange process. <laughs> there you go using those mantras in life always always, yes. always. i even have this well, little wristband to remind me <laughs> perfect an orange or live in the orange Great sentiment for our day. Thank you so much, Ben. Of course. Thank you, Kate. It was so fun to talk with you. Thanks so much for listening. We need all the good news we can get. This is Kate Cherichello. Please follow me at positively underscore Kate on Instagram for more. And if you have stories of good news that you know need to be shared, please do send me a message. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much if you shared it with your friends. Thank you and see you next time.